previously on Stay Paid. This is a special episode. This is episode 350. So we are going to do another questions and answers. Ariel is going to uh, be interviewing us. How did you meet? Have you guys ever heard of Tinder? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing about yourself that not a lot of people know about? I sucked my thumb. I need two more margaritas. So I was 12 years old. 12? <laughs> you both admit to having different personality types. What's it like when you disagree and how do you resolve the issue? This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. This one's a this one's a doozy. Okay. All right. You guys, I think I've talked about this a little Uh-oh. bit on the podcast before. Let me take a sip of the margarita. Yeah, I'm yeah, not take, sure about take this. Take a sip of the margarita. Get ready. You both admit to having different personality types. What's it like when you disagree and how do you resolve the <laughs> we issue? We never disagree. I'm always right. That's true. <laughs> I actually said to Ariel, I was like, well, I usually just say, okay, Luke, yeah, yes, yeah. boss. Compromise. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we, Josh is a processor. Yep. So I can, like, I just can sense, okay, he's processing. Mm-hmm. So I just try to... It was the funniest thing, sorry to cut you off, but whenever we first started working together, like, when you became my manager, yeah, it was like, uh, you're like, I can't read you. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Josh, it, I can vouch for that. Josh, Josh is, is one of the hardest people to one read. One of the hardest people I feel th- like to, read, so ever. to read, And guys, you have no. to understand, like, my profession is reading people. Yeah. Like, I'm a salesman. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, do. Why, what do you care? Like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. If, if I say something, it's probably what I mean. You don't need to read me. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, wait, no, that's how you... That's how I interact. Yeah. yeah, that's how I... The world I interacted is reading everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's and also sometimes too much. Like, you're such a processor. So when you're quiet... Other people are generally like talking through or working through certain things, or a lot of people do at least. Yeah. Nevermind your media. So when you're quiet, it's like, okay, what is going to? Yeah, what right is he, now? What like, is he thinking? What is you're he like thinking? my father-in-law. Um, when I asked my father-in-law for to marry Megan, um, he literally looked at me for probably, I mean, no joke. You think I'm exaggerating? Maybe three or four minutes. Didn't Ouch. say. Didn't say a word. That just just lo- just looked at me. And I was just like, what in the world? But he's a processor. Now, way even more extreme than even you. Uh, But um, yeah, you're a processor. To me, I go, I don't know. I think it's like, I know, now I know in our relationship, I just go, okay, he's going to think about it. And then I just go, you know, just tell me what you think. You know, I I think we're we're both maybe too easygoing on, okay, we'll try it your way. Okay, we'll try it your way. I think so too. I also know that I have learned over the years to trust your gut. Like, even if I don't agree with something that you're saying, we might talk, we certainly hash out some disagreements or or going through things. But ultimately, I have learned to kind of tend to trust your gut because typically you don't have an opinion on something unless you have – some sort of thought process or reason for having that opinion. Like you're not the one who just needs to have an opinion because you're the boss and you feel like you have to yeah. have an answer. Like if you don't know something, you're like, I don't know the answer, but here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, this here's, is what my what gut says or whatever. Whereas I kind of tend to be the opposite. I kind of wait and hold on to what I'm thinking. And then by the time I, I come to that, uh, I'll vocalize it. But I did. I saw this uh, question ahead of time. I'm kind of glad you asked this one. See, I did not see any of these questions ahead of time. I only saw a few of them. I haven't seen all of them. I I didn't know which one she was going to read. We had like 20 questions. Well, we knew Josh's personality is a processor. He he needed the questions. (laughs) (laughs) This is so interesting. We were talking before the podcast about Enneagrams. And if anyone out there that listens has taken the Enneagram or has learned anything about the Enneagram, uh, it's really, really an interesting way to understand really um, what I think that this personality test 
does differently than other personality tests? Because I tend to not roll my eyes, but I tend to be a little eh about personality tests. What I think it really does is it really identifies people's drives and people's fears hmm. more than almost any other uh, personality test. And just to give you a brief overview, there's nine different Enneagram types and it's kind of mapped out on a star. So you've got one through nine and then you've got the two any the two numbers next to yours can be like your wing, like certain personalities that you have. And then each one kind of connects to other other personality types. And you tend to go to one of those personality types in times of stress and you tend to go to the other of those personality hmm. types in uh, the times of growth. But I pulled specifically because I'm an Enneagram one which is considered the perfectionist or the reformer. Uh, you are an Enneagram three, yep. which is considered the achiever, right? So very driven by recognition, accomplishment. Yep. Um, ones are very driven by, you know, uh, uh, getting things right, right? And a sense of like justice in the world. Yeah, that right? nails us perfectly. <laughs> so here's, here's what each type brings to the relationship. Enneagram ones and threes are both competent, serious-minded, and idealistic. We also, along with Enneagram eight, are the hardest working. Hmm. Uh, Enneagram. And that's not real. Like, I'm not saying. And Steve, our CEO, is an eight. It, as a profile. So, sorry, all you sevens <laughs> and fives. Yeah, no, I'm just personally kidding. offended. This, so, this, uh, this is a highly task oriented relationship with both partners driven to hard work and to be intensely aware when individually and collectively they're not measuring up to their own expectations and high standards. Both types are used to working so hard that they often succeed, garnering admiration from those around them and attaining places of leadership and responsibility. The one in three combination can be dazzlingly, dazzling, oh my goodness, Hello? <laughs> dazzlingly accomplished, high energy, extraordinarily competent and impressive, both individually and collectively. Now, as I'm reading this, Go look up That's why any combination paid. of, of um, well, I think it's funny, right? Like <laughs> looking at funny. that, you think about yeah, that. I've never heard that before. But um, look up any personality type. Like it sounds like we're singing our praises. No, th there are these Well, types we kind of are, but yes, look it up. Well, just wait, because I've got the inverse of this <laughs> okay. real quick. Uh, so there are only two other equally goal-oriented pairings. One with a one <laughs> and a three with a three. No <laughs> way. <laughs> Since... <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. Yep. So then potential trouble spots or issues. And I think this is relevant, dude. Like, I think this Let me, is all. I got to hear it. If this relationship gets into trouble, it is often over time commitments, lack of emotional attachment to each other, <laughs> and a creeping sense of competition. Damn. Wow. I feel like we just entered uh, therapy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Further, ones tend to find threes too workaholic, pragmatic, and are too concerned with image and their reputations rather than principles. They may also have issues with threes attempting to reinterpret ethical questions and with not owning up to their personal <laughs> behavior, including their behavior regarding fidelity in the relationship itself. Wow. Holy smokes. Now, wait a minute. This is on the other hand. There's more? <laughs> yeah. Threes tend to find ones too rigid and judgmental in their <laughs> attitudes and inflexible in various areas. And don't tell me you're not agreeing with this. You're Dude, not relating to this so right now. Funny. While threes generally value one's organizational ability and ability to get things done, they also feel that ones are too narrow-minded and methodical, too perfectionistic and focused on details rather than results. They may have issues with ones about feeling that they're being stifled or stifled or judged both for their attitudes and for their actions. Three see one's so critiques funny. of them as nitpicking and time-wasting. Eventually, three start avoiding ones, triggering ones' abandonment issues oh. <laughs> and more anger and criticism. 
dude, that's so, so crazy. I think wow. that they're like you obviously think it's about, not that like, extreme, but there are there are points in there. They're like, yeah, that's that's accurate. I feel oh, a hundred percent. Because you think of what we used to say all the time is like, hey, you care too much about the magazine, or you care too much about it being like, let go of the art, let go of the art. Like that used to be a common theme. Amongst well, it us. also said this. Check this out. Yeah. Ones help threes to be more grounded and realistic. Yeah, so true. Threes help ones stretch themselves and not be so perfe- perfectionistic, <laughs> wow. which is a hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So crazy. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's the to first look I've at. ever heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not an Enneagram guy. Meaning, like, there's people who obsess over it. I've never really read it and done. It. I, I did it um, in the sense of like they told me, okay, I'm a three, but. <laughs> I don't know what it means. We might do a whole episode on it. We I think we about should. Because well, no, I read this it. book, um, Enneagram in the Workplace, and it talks about like how to connect yes. with people of different types. If you're managing people, it tells you how to manage different types. And if you're reporting that. to someone, like I read the section on how to report to a three. That's crazy. If, uh, Was it valuable? It is. It's one of those things where, honestly, you have to revisit it all, all the time. When you're mm-hmm. reading it, it makes total sense, but you've got to revisit it. You've got to pull pieces out of it to keep reminding yourself because the whole point of these types is – you can always stretch yourself. You say yeah. this all the time. You can always stretch yourself to be different, but, you but it's like back. a rubber band. Yeah. You ultimately always come back to your true nature. Now, that doesn't mean your nature can't grow, but it doesn't, you don't go from extreme to extreme. You just go slightly, you know, one one direction or the other over time. It takes a long time to reform. I think I shared this before, but Zillow's leader had everybody take the personality test and then he had blocks, colored blocks that, represented each personality and you yeah. had your colored block on your desk. I actually like that. So yeah. people were constantly reminded of how you like to be talked to, how you interpret information, that type of idea. Yes, yeah, so I would like a, a sign that says I am a processor. <laughs> if I don't respond, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. I'm I need like a badge contemplating on you. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm a three and I'm like, what did I do? What did I say, Josh? What did I say? I'm thinking about my image. What, right. did, what, yeah, did, I what did I mean? What are you talking about? No, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's the main reason I asked this question is it is so important for you to understand not only what your personality type is and how you learn and how you work, but all of the people that you work with generally have a different, like I look at our marketing team and our marketing team, there might be like two people that have the same or three at most, but like our team is so mixed and it's so important to be able to work with other people that are different in the way that they, you know, just work and communicate on a regular basis. Yeah, I think the only per- type we're missing is a four. We have no fours on our team. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, we don't have a three on our team, but I consider you part yeah, of our yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Luke's, Luke's, we'll stop him in. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to this. Um, let's let's go to this one. If you could pick another career, what would it be? Oh, easy. Easy, yeah. We'd be in a band together, touring the, year, <laughs> touring the world. Well, I was going to say, um, I love that idea, but I was going to say a, a carpenter. <laughs> Wait, not a bitch. You should have said them at the same time. Yeah. One, two, yeah. three. Yeah, easy. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Bam. I would 100% be a musician. Would you really? Yeah, 100%. No. I believe that. Okay. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Yeah. You guys can be a band and call I yourself literally the thought <laughs> Knowing that, like, you're not going to immediately be, like, you still have to do the, like, you still have to do the work. Yeah. And, but, and go through yeah, everything was, involved in becoming a musician. That was, like, my dream for the longest time as a kid, from 13 to college. Well, you're a very good musician. So I, I, I you probably could get, you could have moved to Nashville and done like studio work. If I did not meet my wife, I probably would have ended up on that road. Wow. If I did not meet my wife. Yeah. I probably would have, but I don't, I like, I play in my church every week. I like, I don't miss it by any means. Like it does. It's not a regret to me. Yeah. It's literally just like, if I was doing another career, I'd probably do that. Yeah. So cool. 
All right, we are down to our final two questions. Oh my gosh. These are the uh, nice, wholesome ones of the episode. Uh, the first one is, what is your favorite memory that you guys share with each other? <laughs> okay, I was going for wholesome, but maybe <laughs> based on Josh's reaction, I don't know how wholesome this is going to be. That's, that's a great question. Favorite memory. It'd be hard to like pick a favorite. I'll, I'll give, so the first one that popped mm. in my mind, and so I can't say it's my favorite. It's just yeah. the one that popped into my mind is when we went to uh, California and we mm. did the Disrupt Tour and yeah. we did our relationship. Uh, white, we did White Glove yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. Is that the same trip or was that a different? Uh, that was a different trip, I think. That was a different trip. Did we just do Disrupt Tour or did we do something else? I, I think we just did Maybe Disrupt. they were back to back. Anyway, there's a, two back to back trips. We had never done conferences before. This was like the first time that we went out. You actually were speaking at the Disrupt yeah, Tour. Correct. But I, I think that we got to know each other better on those trips. And this was also like right around the time we started the podcast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah. it was like kind of all of this was coming together and it was just one of those times through history. You know, you kind of look back at times through history and you think, oh, yeah, it was a memorable That was time. a changing moment. That, yeah. yeah, that was kind of because felt like also, you could feel the energy. Of, of what could be. If you want to get to know people, traveling with people is the greatest way to do it. Like, you got to find a yeah, way to do it. go to Riverwalk in, or, in Orlando. Yeah, exactly. Even. Like a retreat. <laughs> do some karaoke. Um, I was going to say one of my favorite memories with Josh is when we were in a bar in San Antonio. And <laughs> the he, piano bar? Um, yeah, I think it was the piano bar. And him and our VP of operations, like, somehow got challenged to a chugging like contest. And I had seen Nick, our VP of operations, chug a beer before. And this guy's gifted at chugging beers. And they, they like, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to chug a beer. And Josh, you thought you were going to compete. And I was I like, you're going to get like, toast. Yeah, I, I mean, this. what'd you have? You had like a sip down before you, and he had the whole thing. <laughs> I, like it was not crazy. Even. It was yeah, I didn't even, not even it halfway. Was hilarious. It was so funny. And then my mouth was just like <clears throat> wide open. How, I don't yeah. know how any human can do that, but. That was great. That's a skill. That's and a skill. then, you know, the river walk there. Yeah. That was funny. The river walk. He almost fell in the river. San Antonio is beautiful. <laughs> was it after the sip of beer? It was like, <laughs> next level. <laughs> after my sip of beer. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I love that. All right. This is the last question we have. And it is something that you guys, I think we've done this on the podcast before, but I love to do these over and over again and see how things have changed, if at all. You guys ask this to all of our guests that come on to the show. Mm. If you could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Mm. Mm. Drink it? more of Dave's margaritas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go first on this one because I feel like Luke's going to have like the really impactful yeah. one. So we want to make sure that he closes out on the solid uh, answer. <laughs> no pressure, Luke. Um, oh, boy. My feedback to my younger self, and this is something that I'm learning more and more now, is I would have forced myself or have gotten more into a growth mindset earlier in uh, my career or earlier in my life, meaning like after learning kind of the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, we did a podcast on it. I realized how much of a fixed mindset I've had and how much I continue to still struggle with a fixed mindset, meaning that most of my belief, because this also goes along with my Enneagram type, but because I am such a black and white kind of person, I look at things uh, from like, it's, it's so funny. My opinion of thing, I think is, the correct thing. So like, there's this weird thing that Enneagram's one where it's like, they're, they believe that their a thought is the right way. Right. So like, I have this like idea of uh, what I considered just true. 
And being able to understand like, no, no, that is so mindset driven from the perspective of if you're constantly looking for areas to grow hmm. and constantly looking for op- or challenges or opportunities as an adventure or an opportunity to get better in general, then you will naturally begin to get better at things. You'll naturally capitalize on more opportunities. You'll have less stress. You'll have less anxiety. You'll have less fear of trying new things. Um, and I think having that type of growth mindset, especially for kids who are coming out of, cause I'm looking at my kids right now. I've got a 13 year old and an 11 year old, and I kind of see where they struggle with confidence or they struggle with what they, and in, even from a mindset perspective of whether it's a positive or ne- like reacting negatively things like to things automatically. Like my son's really going through this phase where everything's negative mm. versus like, oh, no, no, you haven't you, like, this is like, I'm trying to give him like, Hey, the, no, look at it this way. Cause if you didn't do this, then you wouldn't be able to get that. And I think coming out of that, entering into, you know, the scary real world, um, having a growth mindset is uh, one of, I think, the most powerful things because all of your actions and all of your opportunities and everything that you get into flow from that. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's how we close the episode. Okay, here's my advice to my younger self. Invest in Bitcoin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Boom. The, with a growth mindset, yeah, yeah. you would have invested in Bitcoin. I would have invested in Bitcoin. I, I mean, it's probably changed over time. I, I would say that you know, one of the things, because I'm an Enneagram 3 and we're on that Enneagram kick, is y- your self-image is huge, right, to you and, and your achiever and all that stuff. And I think I would tell myself, look, your self-esteem doesn't come from how others at- esteem you. It comes from how you esteem yourself. And, you know, your confidence, one of the things that Ed Milet has taught me is that your confidence comes from the promises that you keep to yourself. And I have always struggled. Most people see me as a really disciplined person, but I've always struggled greatly with um, actual like discipline and not procrastinating and, and all this stuff. And that's probably why I'm so hard on myself hmm. for it. And, you know, I would just tell myself that, you know, look, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. It matters what you think of yourself. First, get right with yourself, and then you can, you know, do everything you want to do. So it's so important to get right with yourself, not to get right for other people or, you know, even through other people. Mm. Powerful, Luke Gagery. <clears throat> Thank you, Ariel. And invest in Bitcoin. You're invest welcome. in Bitcoin. Definitely buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some properties sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back to 2000 and, what was it, nine? I know the bubble was 08. Go back to nine and Dude, 10. Dude, I think three years everything. ago, I wish I would have bought more properties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Thank Real you estate appreciates. so much for listening. It has been a blast uh, recording all these episodes and getting to really kind of build a community. It's and, amazing. And, you know, yeah. the number of people that we hear from that listen to the podcast, it really does keep us uh, going, and we love to hear that. So, if, uh, if you want to let us know how we're doing, you can head on over to applepodcast.com, drop us a five-star review, leave your comment. Never get tired of seeing those. Plus, we'll read those here on the show. You can go to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you're looking uh, for ways to help out, the best way is to tell a friend and share this episode with a colleague or share it on your social media. So, talked a little bit about you know, my, my children in this episode. Like I mentioned, I have a son. Yes. My, his name is Ryan. Uh, he asked me the other day for a bookmark, hmm. a bookmark. I, I burst into tears. He's 11 years old and he still doesn't know my name is Josh. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
That literally did take me a while. Like it might book, be the margarita. You asked me for a book, comma, Mark. Mark. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. There good. we go. <laughs> All right. If you would get a hold of me, you're Guys, we promise the next 350 episodes will have better jokes. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> That's like my Wait, favorite. Wait, can you tell the pig one? Okay. What, this was good. Okay. All right. What do you call a pig with four eyes? Now, Ariel and Luke already heard this, so yeah. they can't answer. It's I great. think this is our favorite one. A pig. <laughs> Gets me every time. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. And special shout out to our producer, Ariel. Wow, for great, you. great moderating, you know. Awesome. I don't know how many episodes. Producer and now social, social media manager. Yeah, I don't so, know that we've talked about this manager. on the show. Oh, yeah. have we? Talk about so. promoting through the I ranks. Have, I have been promoted. Yeah, it's amazing. Da, 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 da. So, no, it's been awesome. <laughs> really appreciate everybody for listening. My action item for you is continue to listen. <laughs> don't let us down. No, share it. Share it with a friend. Continue to listen. If you like this, please give us a review. Good, bad, or ugly. We prefer the good ones, but good, bad, or ugly. We really appreciate you guys. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 